Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome into another episode of the podcast, Yanos. I'm Jordan Hall, and I'm joined, as always, by a man who knows a thing or two about royalty. It's Eric Wayne. Eric, how are you feeling tonight? feeling you know privileged and royal kingly princely did you know that the the name eric means kingly or princely now that you bring it up i did i didn't know that you do now it's the purpose of the show to inform the masses yeah feeling very princely yeah so how everything good in, in the land of eric this week i just got done playing some disc golf tonight played uh, johnson park and uh yeah played pretty well i was yeah, i was under par Mm. Um, so, you know, the weather's good. feels good to be alive. Yeah. It's that, it's that first bit of spring. Um, we're actually supposed to hit 70 here in Traverse city tomorrow. Mm. I never would have guessed that like ever. Um, and I'm really curious. We have, um, you know how at Walmart they'll all plow the, the snow into one ginormous pile. We of course. have, we have a bunch of those still lying around. So I'm really curious to see if they, those hang on until the first of May. Um, like they're, they're still big and they're still, you know, pretty icy, but that's some serious heat coming in. Yeah. So. Yeah. The parking lot is dark colored. It heats up. Yeah. It goes pretty quick when it starts getting warm. Were you the one that was telling me that people will occasionally like yeah. go to those piles? Have we yeah. already had this discussion? Yeah. I brought it up. Are you going to go pile scavenging? I mean, I'll, I'll wait till after work, and I don't know that that's going to pay my salary, but yeah, sure, I'll jump on in. Yeah, find find a one diamond ring, and it'll make it all worth it. That's that's true. I'm sure everyone who goes out hunting finds themselves a diamond ring. Well, you think of those sand scavengers with their metal detectors; those guys aren't finding anything. So, anyways. Same. I bring up the fact that you have some Dutch royalty in your blood, obviously, um, because because there was a new royal baby in England this week. Uh, are you big into like the royal family and whatnot? Oh, not really. I mean, I kind of half pay attention, but no, not really. Does this baby have a name yet? He does. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> the whole thing. You is, don't know what is, it is. I don't know what his name is. This whole thing is like based on on the naming of the royal baby. I, I don't know exactly what the it's. first one is named George, right? Yeah, they they always have these like stuffy old British names like uh, Charles oh, or Harry. Although I, I like the name Harry um, and William. It's like I don't know. I I find the concept of of royalty like really interesting because they've literally these people have literally nothing else distinguishing about them, and they're like scrutinized and admired like absolute crazy you know I, I it's kind of the same thing with like actors and models but at least those type of people have you know 
discernible talent or they're good looking or whatever. Like Maybe. the the Royals <laughs> claim to fame is literally their bloodline. Their bloodline. And like that's it. I don't anyway. So the naming of the baby um is is a big deal. Um I read somewhere uh that they the bookies were actually giving odds on what they were going to name the baby in the lead up to her her giving birth. Um which obviously brings us to this week's lead-off question. If you were put in charge of naming the royal baby, what would you call it? Um, Maybe I'd go the Cecil route and just name him Prince. Oh, so it'd be Prince Prince? Prince Prince Prince. Prince, Prince. <laughs> that, that's solid. So good you name it twice, right? That's fine. Prince Prince. Um, so I wanted, I wanted to fresh. I'm assuming that that's your answer. We're moving on. Yeah, I, I have nothing better. Oh, James, King Prince James. Oh, that seems like a British name. Now, would that be James or would that be the Spanish James? <laughs> like Simone, Simone, and Martin, Martin. In fact, yeah. we talked about this last time. Yeah. Um, so I want to freshen things up a little bit. Something that's not Elizabethan. Um, something really zazzy, if you know what I mean. Um, and I, I was actually looking this up. The Like the royals, they don't have last names. It's just a bunch of like first and middle names like they they literally don't have a last name it's just prince harry blah 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 blah. isn't it windsor that may in fact be true <laughs> I, don't I don't know i don't know is like I, I i mean if, if the house ten- isn't it like the house of whatever tudor windsor or whatever it is i think it's windsor isn't it or making- maybe that's not their last name i don't know now you're making crap up anyway <laughs> So um, I would obviously go. I, I think the the best choice would be um, Prince Debrickishaw as the first name. Debrickishaw, and obviously they like they name it after important. You know, the middle names after important people in their life. Um, for us, it would probably be Donald, um, right. in honor yeah. of Donald Kelly, and then Jonathan in in, in honor of of Jonathan Kane. So that that's what I Prince Debrickishaw, Donald, Jonathan. <laughs> Every year, I, I think it's Deadspin or one of these kind of tabloidy websites releases their name of the year tournament. And every year, I love it. I love it. My favorite, I think the winner last year was um, Kobe Buffalo Meat. <laughs> that was a tr- it's a, like a real college football player. I'm guessing he cool. plays for like North Dakota State or something like I th- that. I think, I think he did. I think he did. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Comeric Eric. And the show is at Podcastianos. On Instagram, I am at Jordino4. Eric is at Comeric Eric. Uh, Facebook.com backslash Podcastianos. And we'd love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud or whatever other platform you listen to the show on. I did not check for this week if we had any new reviews. So I will I will check that for next week. If you like the show, if you listen, even if you you know are neutral towards the show, um, <laughs> get on iTunes, search for us, just leave us a review. It helps us um, and write something funny in your in your review and we'll we'll take a look and we'll we'll read that out and everyone will be super happy. Yeah. Well, it was another up and down week in the Tigers' mm. quest to uh, reach that elusive 500 mark. Uh, we came into the week, you know, road trip going to Pittsburgh and Baltimore, and I think we were all kind of like, you know what, we could build on the week before that was halfway decent. Um, but it's kind of been the custom that we've alternated, you know, bad week, good week, bad week, good week, and we were due a bad week, and we mm-hmm. we pretty well had a bad week. 
that's this that's the existence that we have with this team. We're we're just gonna kind of stumble along, and sometimes we'll find little reasons for joy and success, and sometimes it's just not so much good. And that, that is how baseball baseball works, especially for you know we had. Obviously, the last two years haven't been great, but before that, we had a lot of success. Now we're finally, you know, learning the true reality of how the other half lives. But after sweeping Baltimore last time, we did do that, didn't we? I I felt like to try to get two out of three from Baltimore would have been nice, but yeah. Um, So we now sit at eleven fifteen, but still somehow second place, second place in the division. A mere three games out. The division is terrible. Even the Indians oh. aren't good anymore. They're by far the cream of the crap. But um, the other, I mean, I didn't anticipate the Twins being this bad. Yeah, I, I kind of thought the Twins were going to be awful. borderline playoff bound again. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe how, we how just need to buy at the deadline. We could make up three games. Stop it. <laughs> um, so a big part of the reason that this past week has been so rough, um, some iffy starting pitching. Obviously, we can look past Boyd, his first real dud of the year. Um, but the bigger story was two guys who, at this point, I say we have to levy some serious concern uh, going their way. The first, of course, is Daniel Norris, um, pulled today after two and a third with groin tightness. And I have to say, I was listening to this game on the radio when I was running, and Dan and Jim were going on and on about his uh, groin stiffness <laughs> and how many people were thinking about Daniel Norris's groin. And I got yeah. – it was one of those, like, you don't hear it. You just don't hear it, but they didn't hear it. Yeah, you know it's very medical. <laughs> this is very, you know, it, it's all about the uh, anatomy, right? It's, you know, that's all it is. I just hope that his groin isn't stiff for more than four hours, because that's when I, I hear it becomes a, a real problem. Stop it. But yes, yes, some some groin stiffness or tightness. And every time they say groin tightness, I'm like, you think it means like tightness or like tight? You know, like, <laughs> oh, that's tight. His groin is feeling pretty tight. Um, so Evan oh, Woodbury, our, our good buddy, tweeted after the game that um, Norris said that his groin has been bothering him for a while and he can't uh, overlook it any longer. And I believe this is a direct quote. You don't lose seven miles per hour off your fastball out of nowhere. We're going to get it figured out. Who um, said that? Uh, he just had it in quotations, so I'm assuming Norris? it was Nor- Norris. It was it was neither Norris or Basio or Gardenhider. Right. I mean, those are your three options. Um, are you concerned at all how that he was hiding a recurring issue, even dating back to last year? Yeah, I, there's something with his makeup. Like he, he, it was two springs ago where he hurt himself working out, like getting himself ready, yeah, and he kind of tried to hide jumps, it, right? I, that's the word on the street, allegedly in quotation marks. I don't. I, no, I don't know that it actually matters one way or the other. But yeah, go on. Anyway, he he kind of hurt himself, and, and I guess he tried to kind of hide that. I mean, stop it with the hiding. You you need to be kind of in good shape. All these bulldogs in a season like this. Come on, yeah. If you're in a playoff game, bulldog the heck out of your body and try to power through. This is the beginning of a season. That is, I don't want to say doesn't matter, but 
but we're looking towards the future. So get yourself right, get yourself healthy, and then try to log a few innings of success. That's what we want. We don't want scuffling and stumbling and powering through and, oh, I tried hard. No, get yourself healthy and dominate for a stretch of, uh, uh, you know, three, four games. That's really what we need if you can do that. Um, Daniel Norris is 25 years old and he's shown flashes of brilliance, but he hasn't shown sustained quality, sustained excellence at at really any time. Mm-mm. I mean, do really hot 25-year-old prospects lack a history of showing flashes or showing some measure of sustained goodness? I mean, I don't want to dog too much on Daniel Norris, but maybe it's time to dog on him a little bit. Like, uh, show us something. Yeah, I, I think that there's been, you know, it's well documented that the majority of his problems are between the ears. And I, I think the hiding the injury um, plays into that. Like, he's clearly to a point where he thinks that he can't afford to miss any more time um, or, you know, is... Which is clearly untrue. Yes, I mean... This- this team is going to have all the patience in the world for with him. I mean, they tra- traded big assets to get him. They think the world of him. They're, you know, they're not going to forget about him and stop thinking he's a good baseball player and kick him to the curb. That time isn't here yet. I mean, he's got to to do the things to get himself right. Yeah, I go I go back and forth on him because it feels like a kind of a tough guy act, but he doesn't necessarily have any. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm going to hide it, push it down. Um, you know, just, just shove it down. I'll be fine. Um, but I I don't know. He just, he's never, he's never kind of, um, put himself out there as said tough guy. Like he's in great shape. He's got, he's got the beard, but I feel like that's more of his person. I think it's more, yeah, it's more pride than I think. I think he's, he has pride in what he's trying to do and wants to do it right. More than like macho tough guy act. I think it's just, he wants to perform and, and, and do his thing, but it's not helping. Are you a little relieved that there's something medically wrong with him? Like, I I know that sounds well, yeah, terrible, I mean, but for there to not, like you said, like uh, whoever said this, that he didn't just lose seven miles an hour off his fastball. Like, right. Exactly. Yeah. And giving him a little bit of break is, is fine. I mean, we don't really have a spot for him right now. Right. I mean, just get right. It's not, he's a nice valuable piece to have, but it's not going to make or break our season to not have him around even for a month, two and, months. And when, when you watch him pitch, the thing that always strikes me is how wildly inconsistent his mechanics are, even from batter to batter. It's like it, it just comes and goes. And I don't necessarily even think he has that extreme of a delivery. He's just nothing with his delivery is repeatable. Um, and I feel he like he seems it, to me twitchy. Yeah, he, he seems twitchy. I'd agree with that. But if the if the groin has been a problem for 18 months at this point, I don't know exactly when it started last year, like that makes sense. It makes sense that he's having a harder time repeating his delivery if he is nursing something, if he's trying to alter the way he does something to alleviate stress on the groin region. I mean, the groin is a it's a very important part of your body when you're pitching like the your power as a pitcher comes from the opening of your hips and the you know the driving forward which is something that's going to be really compromised if you have groin stiffness yeah 
you want to make sure you alleviate stress in your groin region. <laughs> um, I think you nailed it. So sure. if he if he's healthy, which at this point, I mean, a DL stint seems almost inevitable. But if he is healthy, where do we go from here? Like he can't be fighting himself out, you know, fighting himself every time out on a major league mound. Like that's going to just kill his confidence. And he's already pressing so bad to begin with. I I think you need to somehow carve out a spot in the starting rotation for him and say, Daniel, you, this is your starting spot. You are going to get the ball every five days. I don't care if you give up 10 runs. I don't care if you throw. No, this is your spot until the end of the year, the next three months, every five days, you're going to pitch in this spot. And then we are not going to talk to you about any results until the off season. But can he, to me, can he that's handle that, the right though? approach. I don't care. I, I, if you get dinged, if he gets bombed and bombed and bombed and bombed, guess what? You're going to get the ball again. This is What is this Tigers team going to uh, – I mean, what what's going to happen if they do something like that? Nothing. It's not going to make or break. It's not going to change things. Daniel, we got to figure out what you are. We're going to figure out if you're going to succeed. You're going to take the ball every, st- every d- five days for two months or whatever. And, and that's it. And don't talk to me again. Throw the freaking baseball and be done with it and see what's what you have. Yeah, I, I do hope that that is the approach when he comes back. I mean, I don't He's I don't been jerked around. Yeah, I don't see any way that he avoids the deal, at least not for a while. No, I mean, he you have to get him right before you run him back out there. Um, Good. Speaking of pitchers that have been scuffling, I'm wondering your take on one. Speaking of names, your namesake, Jordan Zimmerman. Now, if you would have told me three years ago, Liriano and Mike Fires and a host of other pitchers are going to be vastly superior to Jordan Zimmerman, I would have said, you're full of bunk. But that seems to be the case. Jordan Zimmerman has not been very good. So he's made five starts so far this year. The one he lasted two thirds of an inning when he got whacked in the head with the comebacker. So essentially, yeah, that doesn't count. essentially four starts. He's completed six innings once. Um, his ERA is pushing eight. He has zero quality starts. Um, he, I haven't seen anything from him that makes me think this is a phase. This is something he's going to recover from. I think it's kind of it, what it reminds me of is the Anibal situation. Like with the Anibal, we used him, we use injuries as an excuse for him for a very long time. We thought when when Anibal's back, when he's right, he's going to be back to being Anibal. And he never was. Like his poor performance was just that he was done. Like he is just a, he's was, just a yeah. declining skill set. Um, and I think and there was some talk about this when we signed him with his Tommy John surgery and stuff. That was a big concern. We talked about it, I think, on uh, on the podcast. Even we've been around almost that long. Nobody's going to check in. I'm I'm sure we did. <laughs> you know, there was concerns about how long is this guy going to hold up? <laughs> the thing he, is, he looks older than he actually is. I think he looks like an old man just around the face. <laughs> but, um. I, I don't know about Zimmer. It's it's a little bit of a sad story because we have so much invested in him. Yeah. Um, do you think this is a sunk cost situation and you just – it might be this offseason or beginning – middle of next season where you, where you just cut the guy? Is it that bad? I think it's going to be an Anibal situation. Over the last uh, three years, Anibal gave it. us a handful of – 
halfway decent outings. There was a couple of false dawns where you thought, okay, maybe maybe it's coming back, and it just never does. Um, I I don't know. Like I, I I agree. I do think that it's going to reach a point where the uh, prudent baseball move will be to just let him go. Whether we do that or not, I, I don't know. Um, but I do think we will reach that point. But the results haven't been around for a while. No. Oh, I mean, essentially since the very first month he was signed with us. After <laughs> after that he was so good. Amazing start. Month. He, you know, I, I was at the neck or the back, and he, he literally hasn't been right since. Um, oh, yeah, we haven't talked about that. He got that shot, and that's supposed to last him to the all-star break or whatever. Yeah. How does that How does that all work? Oh, man. I don't know. Science. But Science. As, bad as, as bad as he's been, can you imagine him without the shots? Um, the one thing that I'm curious about is what about a change of role? How do you, how do you think he would handle coming out of the bullpen? Be your, You're going to have a guy? $24 million bullpen piece? I mean, it's not great, but is that any better than a terrible $24 million starting piece? I mean, or any worse? It, it, that's giving up and that's sending him a strong signal that oh not only uh do we think you're washed up that we're we're cementing that with by changing your role that's not a good look i and, mean you have to be pretty sure and you that, need to have a, a viable replacement which at the moment with, with norris on the dl certainly i mean it's not going to happen anytime soon it, it probably would be early next year at the very earliest um you know, if he continues to struggle at this pace, uh, do you see anything that could change the fact that, or, you know, to, could alter him taking the ball every fifth day when healthy? What do you mean? Like, do I think you could get hurt or are, something like that? No, other than like, okay. are, is there a circumstance that you could see that would prevent, prevent him from? Yeah. I mean, he'd have to just pitch poorly for a month and a half. I mean, it would take, yeah, it would take six six bad starts, seven bad starts before they even thought about pulling the plug, yeah. wouldn't it? I that would be my assumption too. Um, but like we said with Norris, this the season is about experimenting is is about figures yeah. fig, fig, figuring things out. So I, I guess I don't see, um, I guess I don't see that. I do I do have a little bit of of an annoyance, I guess I would say with with the hindsighters. You know, you know, hindsight was twenty twenty, like. He was really good for that first month. Like there, there were yep. some signs that a decline could be, but there's signs with every starting pitcher over the age of thirty that yep. you know decline could In be coming. Zimmerman seemed like the reasonable signing because there was, if I recall, was it David Price was in that free agent class, or there was a couple others who are bigger who went for more money and we were, we, we were contending. Yeah, we were on the cusp and we're like, oh yeah, this is the sensible piece, Jordan Zimmerman. Yeah. Well, in in retrospect, that looks like a super expensive, burdensome contract. But at the time, it was like the the fourth or fifth highest contract on our team. Yeah. We, what we need to do is find another Ian Kinsler to trade him for. Oh, that's a, that'd be an interesting, interesting uh, thought. What about what about Ian uh, Kinsler? Jacoby Ellsbury? Yeah, there you go. Um, so let's isn't get he a, the big contract guy that somebody that people are always trying to get rid of? Yeah, the Ellsbury. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so some recent performances. Figure we could kind of go rapid fire through these. Too good, too bad. Uh, let's start with Mickey. 447 over the last two weeks. Top 12 in RBIs and OPS in all of baseball over that uh, that span. I don't know. Like, I, I get emotional when it comes to Mickey, but there's 
I guess he's because he's been around for all my formative years. Like, there's still something special about seeing Miggy do Miggy things. Like, I know we're not very good, and I know that he's kind of a, a fraction of his old self, but it's mm-hmm. still good to watch the big fella do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. He has a track record of being a good hitter. Right? He, he, he seems a little fragile, uh, but if if he can, if his body is sound, he knows how to hit. He's, he's amazing, right? He's freaking Miguel Cabrera, and so yeah, when you see it, it's pretty it's pretty amazing. And uh, even on a rebuilding team, to just have that anchor you can put at third in your lineup and just let him do his thing is always nice. And I feel like the. You know, he, he's doing, you know, showing excellences, excellence in, in stretches now more than seasons. Like he was putting together multiple seasons right. of being awesome. Now it's a couple of weeks where he's, you know, hot as can be. And I think that almost makes it a little bit more enjoyable just because you remember, oh, yeah, two weeks ago he was whiffing at every, yeah. you know, slider down and away. And now he's locked in. And um, he used to do that for an entire season. And now you get two or three week chunks. Yeah, which is it's, that that is a symbol of our franchise at this point. Yeah. Concerned at all about the bicep injury? It seems like every other week he's got something. Yeah. So no, I'm not too concerned about it. Uh, let's move on to another player who is many fire emojis in that right now, and that's Jose Iglesias. Um, I don't know if yeah. you remember this, but there was a time when he was hitting um, like 069, something something like that. Oh, that's uh, right. We talked about that. Yeah. Um, Not nice. <laughs> the opposite of nice. Uh, He's bumped it up to a strong 221. Which, you had a lot of work to do to get to 221. Yeah, over, uh, let's see, I was looking since the 14th of April. Um 319 with four extra base hits, including a triple. Um, like you knew some positive regression was coming. I feel like that's just kind of what this is. He is a 250 hitter, and he's if things are balancing out towards being that 250 hitter. Um, but I want to more talk about the defense with him. I, this is purely anecdotal. This just is from my observations. It feels like he's playing a more sound shortstop this year, a more um, you know, less fantastic plays. Obviously, still some you know trademark Iglesias plays, but a lot more uh, routine plays that he not not that he ever had problems with routine plays. He seems steadier. That's where I'm going with this. Well, phenomenal fancy plays are a byproduct of circumstance. A little bit. I, I feel like he hasn't had the chance to have. Um, it's not every day you get a chance to make a phenomenal play. But yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, he's he's been very steady. Um, let's move over to the uh, struggling side of of some performances this past week. Uh, Dixon Machado, he was a guy that we both got really excited about for a while. Um, he was leading the league in doubles at, at one point, um, but now he's down to two twelve on the season. Um, it, was that a hot streak and uh, negative regression or a? these numbers just the 212 kind of just right for him no i think he's better than a 212 hitter for sure but he's probably not as hot as we saw during that hot streak um i don't know it's funny because i think he's a better hitter than iglesias yeah well who do you think's a better hitter clutch situation who do you want up dixon or jose 
I guess Dixon. I mean, we're probably just calling it a game if if that's the clutch situation. No, but I'm serious. Who would you who would you rather have? Pro- probably Dixon. Dixon has better bats at ball skills, I would say. But I don't know. The, the, I think the, Dixon has more power, more gap power. I don't know. Iggy is relatively hard to strike out, isn't he? I guess, but he never he never walks. I mean, it's true. it's kind of a, a give and take. Dixon doesn't walk a lot, but he'll he'll take a walk far more. I mean, pretty, Iggy, pretty much everyone takes a walk before Iggy. Iggy has 16 strikeouts on the year. Dixon only has 12. So, I don't know. I given the two, I'm still taking Dixon. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um Lugo, uh Dewa Lugo, the the G, the prize jewel of the the JD Martinez trade hitting 277 with five doubles down at Toledo um he's he's essentially who Dixon is fighting off for a spot right now um he has 15 strikeouts on the year in one walk so I, I think Dixon probably is is sleeping okay at night at this point yeah Dixon's fine yeah he paid his dues he hung around the bench it's his spot uh, so Jacoby, the, the renaissance, we are now through two weeks of it. This past week didn't go so swimmingly as the week before. Eight strikeouts to only one walk, but still three three doubles. He is playing, um, I mean, he plays hard. Like there's there's an intensity. He's, he's had some hard hit balls too. Yeah. I mean, some of his outs have been solid contact. Are you still as jazzed about his new plate approach as, as we were last week when we recorded? Nah, I mean... Like anything, the excitement wears off as soon as it as soon as it fades. But no, I'm still excited about Jacoby Jones. He's made you forget about Mikey Matuk, hasn't he? I mean, that's I mean, his Mikey spot is, now. Mikey is always in my heart, but yes, on a yeah. on a more day to day basis, he he has. Um, the thing he, with like you said, he plays hard and he's a good piece. The thing with Jacoby that I've appreciated, it seems like recently, there more often than not, he's getting himself into good hitters counts, and that's something right. that in previous years. I feel like I remember telling you on this show last year, it seems like every time he should be taking, he's swinging, and every time he's swinging, he should be taking, where that is just not the case anymore. Um, And I I really do appreciate the fact, I mean, Rod talks about it at nauseum, um, about how much work he's put in with with Lloyd. And I I do appreciate somebody who, you can see the base level that they were at as far as the mental aspect of the game, and it was very low. And now he's higher. Like he has done work to improve himself from a mental aspect in the game, and that's something that that I, you know, that's that's cool. That's it's a good thing. Yep. Good job, Jacoby. Okay. Uh, so one more. <laughs> this is just just for fun. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed because the internet doesn't like to talk about him. Blaine Hardy. He is having himself <laughs> a little bit of a run here. Um, he has now started four games down in Toledo. Two earned runs. I pulled up some stats. I ran the stats. Did you know? Punch, punch the numbers. Twenty-one innings pitched over the over those four starts. Twenty-five strikeouts. Our boy <laughs> Blaine. Uh, he's got a zero seven four ERA on the season. A zero zero uh, six two WHIP and yielding a one thirty six batting average against. He would be with the Tigers if it were not for timing. Because he just pitched yesterday, and they called him Chad Bell again. But the thing is, is Chad Bell's on the 40-man, and Blaine's not. I mean, they would have to to add Blaine. It's almost like Uh, keeping Chad Bell on the 40-man and DFAing Blaine in spring training was a terrible idea that that everyone saw coming. 
we we get worked up about it because we were passionate about them, but it doesn't make too much difference. No. I mean, right? It, we're, this is like the thirty whatever best player in our organization. Yeah, probably probably lower than that. Um, I would love to see Blaine start a game for the Tigers this year. I don't know if yeah. it's going to happen. I don't know what would what would allow that to happen, but that would make me so happy. You know, we talked about keeping the FU in in fun for the season. <laughs> Having Blaine start a game at Comerica that would keep the FU in fun for me. That would be fun. Yep. I, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he's stretched out. I mean, he's started for a month now. Yeah, he's thrown uh, in his last three starts, five, six, and seven innings. So I'm assuming he's going to go for eight this next next turn. Yeah, why not? Got to. All right, let's move on to your beef of the week. Beef of the week. I was driving down the road the other day. I was following other another car as the. That's how roads work. How anyway, roads work. so somebody I hadn't seen this in a long time. The passenger side window. And I see stuff just being thrown out the window. Just straight up littering. Just straight up littering. And I'm thinking about that. I haven't seen straight up littering in a long time. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Who does that anymore? Stop littering. And then you see, of course, these work crews, like the jail guys or whatever, and they're there picking up. I think they call them garbage. the chain gang. Is that is that is that a thing? Yeah, they're not they're not on an actual chain. Maybe a virtual chain. And you know, I just thought it's kind of a crummy job. You're picking up some soggy garbage alongside the road. Um, and we've we've uh, documented from your previous things I saw alongside the road while running. People are littering. They're throwing their fireball whiskey bottles. Don't litter people. Keep keep America beautiful. I would never think to just randomly throw something out of my car window, except if it's maybe like an apple peel, or yeah, a, if it's, a, if or it's, banana peel, or apple core. Yeah, or something if it's like biodegradable, that. it's fine. I feel like that's fine, especially because I grew up in the country, and you know that kind of stuff I throw out the window. Yeah, fecal but, fecal matter is actually good to throw out the window because it it fertilizes the where where you're throwing it. I really wasn't going there, Jordan, but. We're Maybe. there now. Is there a story, a story there? No. Anyway, so that's that's my beef of the week. Litterers, stop littering. Why why would somebody even do this? It's bad. Don't litter. It that's is a, bad. That's it. So I have a beef of the week. Um, maybe next week we can swap. I'll do yeah. a beef of the week, and you can either make up a game or see something on the side of the road while you're running. That would that would require running. It would be short. I better I better find something. 
and then run past it. <laughs> so I need to play it down. Oh, speaking of, so th- I have a uh, name that tiger for you, but I have oh. to say, um, I want to say maybe Wednesday afternoon I was running and I actually passed a herd, a flock, flock of wild turkeys on the side of the yeah, road <laughs> and I managed to go by them without becoming completely and uncontrollably irate. So I was pretty proud of myself. Were I know... they scratching at somebody's wood chips? No, they were, just, wood chips. they were just minding their own business because they're turkeys. Just today, they were walking underneath my deck steps. I go out there. Look, they're right here. There's turkeys. Get out. You need a dog. No. Or to act like a dog. No, 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 no. If you, no, if no. you, if you do that, I'd like, I'd like to see the video. No, no dogs. Okay, let's move on. Um, this game is called Name That Tiger. I will read yeah. Eric. I have seven clues for uh, a tiger past, present. I got it like three last time. Three clues last time. Two three clues. Also, I was feeling strong. Also, we got a lot of good feedback about fire takes from below the line. I will bring that one back. Don't worry. <laughs> right. um, good, got, good. got a late start on on planning the show this week, so this is going to a Tiger's Wikipedia page and copy and pasting is, yeah. is much this is, easier. This is improv, people. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first clue: I was born February twenty seventh, nineteen seventy seven, in Texarkana, Texas. Oh, I know who it is. Texarkana, Texas. Should I say? Sure. Craig Monroe. Oh gosh, darn it. <laughs> destroyed and won wow dude the texarkana texas just boom i knew it right away i craig monroe you want to hear the other clues because they're really good Um, i have played for five teams including parts of five seasons for the tigers my cousin is former nfl defensive back nathan vasher bet you didn't know that that's one i should have let off with you should have let it out and i wouldn't have known uh when the tigers traded me they received clay rapata in return Ooh, I remember Clay, uh, the Submariner. Yeah, lefty. Um, I led the Tigers in home runs in the uh, famous 2006 season when they went to the World Series. Hmm. My mother's name uh, was Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, that would I would have known that for sure. Uh, and I currently work as a broadcaster and am known for occasionally having a hard time actually spitting out what I'm trying to say. Para- yeah. Paraphrasing Wikipedia there. My, my favorite when he was was the clip where he's trying to say trickles down and he, he gets stuck in as trinkles it trinkle trinkle trink trink hard to get out there trinkle and he said it like five he could not get trickles it was trinkles <laughs> i do love simo though i i like he, you know, people will complain about him being a, yeah. you know, somebody who's always willing to defend the Tigers. That's true. He he never has a bad word to say about them, but that's fine. That's I don't have a problem with that. And when I met him in down in Bradenton, he he was very concerned with other people spotting him, which I'm not sure that he needed to have been. <laughs> Thanks for the game. Good game. Even though I dominated it. You certainly did. All right, let's move on to Twitter questions. Super. Um, this is how the listeners, you, interact with us. Um, if you have, I usually, well, I say I, Eric usually tweets out on Sunday, Monday, you know, sometime in the afternoon, hey, do you have any questions for us to, to talk about? Um, you can tweet me at Jordan Hall 23 Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. So here are the questions we got for this week. 
Anthony Troya, uh, the better of the Troya brothers, asked, is it bad that I'm enjoying watching the season more than others others in recent past because I don't care if they win or lose? I think it's fine. It does take the sting out of losses, doesn't it? You feel like you have a little less invested as far as the losses go. And wins still make you feel good. I, w- I would agree with that. Um, it's good for... Um, watching development i guess like if jamer has a bad game like it's not the end of the world you can just see how he's coming along over the course of the season i feel like it it lends itself more for seeing the the forest for the trees as opposed to having to get yourself super worked up about every individual game you can you Mm -hmm. can more see the trajectory as opposed to um as opposed to the individual variation yeah. Um, and I feel like we've discussed this before, but I, I like things in sports outside of just wins and losses. Like I enjoy, yep. I don't know. We've, we've had this discussion before. Uh, our buddy Jacob Skronik says favorite baseball legends slash myths. Mine is that my buddy Brady, uh, is the Pedro Alvarez whisperer. Um, I believe they're, they're from Virginia. So they were at Camden Yards this past, right. um, weekend, six home runs and three games attended for Pedro Alvarez, which is eerie. And I mean, maybe something you need to get checked out. Um, I don't like, what was the question? Legends or I I don't know if this is really related, but my, one of my favorite clips is when the announcers called Matt Tuyasa Sopo's first home run. Are you familiar with that clip at all? I don't think so. Um, so the announcers in the booth, the color guy predicted that this was going to be his first career home run and on what count and where it was going to go. And as the at bat progressed, it became more and more likely and sure enough, or more, it came more and more in line with the prediction. And then sure enough, he hit, hit the home run out. So that's my, one of my favorite, like luck myth, cliche legends is, is that clip. Just look it up. It's fun. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I would maybe even throw superstitions in this. I, I really enjoy the don't step on the foul line thing. I don't, I don't know why, yes. but I, I find something very fascinating about that one. Um, and I do it for practical reasons. You don't want to smudge the chalk. Yeah. Keep want, it nice. You want to keep it, don't keep, litter. Keep it tight. <laughs> um, and like you were talking about with uh, the announcing, announcer predicting, during the Manchester Derby on, I don't know, just a couple of weeks ago, which United won, by the way, um, Arlo White, the NBCSN announcer, uh, there was, was very I, good, by the way. He is excellent. But the first corner that City took, he said something about how Vincent Company loves to, you know, take corners or, you know, be in the in the mixer for the corners uh, against United because he always scores. Sure enough, he goes up, bang, header. Um, and then I want to say that they scored off another set piece that he also, you know, mentioned that this is something that happens. Um that, he's know, very score good, Arlo, Arlo White. Yeah, yeah he's good. Like, Shut up, Arlo. Stop, stop talking. If you're gonna if you're gonna predict something, predict something for us. Let me tell you something. The one of the best things about watching soccer is how much broader and more elegant the vocabulary are of the English announcers. It is a pure joy to listen to them. Uh, maybe I'm just not used to it, but. Just the eloquence that they feature and the diversity of their language is so much better. It's it's so good. It actually reminds me of us. Eloquent and verbose and stuff. Lynn would make a good English 
Yeah, he's a Premier League commentator. Um, at Breslin Birds asked, if Miggy has to go on the DL, who is the best replacement for him and why is it Jim Aducey? Juicy Aducey. Juicy's never a bad choice. I like Jim Aducey. Uh, he may not be that good, but he's fine. I, see, here's the thing. I'm not I'm not sure that he's good, but I'm convinced that he's not bad. I'm, I've seen yeah. enough for him from him to declare that this isn't a bad ball player. I don't know how good dude, he is, but he's he's dude adequate. can hit. Yeah. No. Um, that's an interesting question, though. If if he did, maybe it would be a Ducey. Uh, you need somebody to play first base. <laughs> I mean, really. Uh, who's I don't the, think Kristen Stewart can. Who's the big dude that was uh, playing first base all spring for them? Um, oh, Huffman, Chad Huffman. No, Huffman. that's what I'm thinking about. Chad um, Huffman, Huffman. It's, it's Edwin Espina, Espinal. Oh yeah. I don't. He's not on the forty Espina. man, so we'd have to make a move there, but. Um, dude is, is raking down at Toledo, I I believe. Yeah. Um, I think you know you could you can mix and match. Use Nico, use Hicks. Um, the yeah. U- Hicks, yeah. The usual. You could call up. Um, oh, what's the huge catcher, and then put Hicks at first. Grayson Griner. Yeah, thank you. That's that's like four Grayson Griner references in two shows for somebody who's never even come close to sniffing the big leagues. He gets a yeah. lot of mentions. We talk uh, about all these people that nobody cares about. Uh, Adam Langworthy says Daniel Norris question mark. Yeah, we got yeah, it. we got into him maybe. quite a bit earlier. Maybe. No, he's not referring to that. Daniel Norris should play first base. Two totally separate <laughs> questions. Okay, um, at, Michael Litzner, just at Litzner, uh, still waiting for Leonis Martin to drop off. Is he for real or no? So, is he for real? Got four bombs. Uh, no, I I don't know. He's outperformed my expectations. I looked at his numbers when we got him. I'm like, why? Why did we get this turd? But he's he's good. He's been solid. Yeah, um, he's batting, batting two seventy four, slugging. His OPS is eight twenty one. I saw someone tweet this, and once again, I probably should have taken note so I could have given them credit. But he is what we assumed Anthony Ghost would be when we trade for traded for him. At least has been so far. Um, yeah, I I like him. I you know anybody that could possibly be a value at the trade deadline, it's good to have them on board. I mean, he's he's sure. not a long-term solution, um, but you know, if we could flip him for a, a double A third baseman or, or something, you know, at the deadline, <laughs> by all yeah. means. Okay, um, Bryce Salerno at BD Salerno. <laughs> I'm assuming this one's for you. Are you happy that Joe Jimenez is continuing the Phil Coke tradition of pointing at every fly ball? I don't think I did not notice the points uh yeah i'm happy with that point at the ball help you help your defenders the ball's right there you might as well point at it help them out yeah i was a pointer when i pitched i didn't is it just reflexive like you it, it kind of is yeah i was a i was more of a ground ball pitcher but anytime that ball was in the air you got you got to let them know where it's at you know yeah help the team yeah it's just good practice yeah i, I will say in four years of college baseball i caught one pop up for myself <laughs> he's got to get out of the yeah, way i'm getting out of the way that's that's someone else's problem middle infielders take it uh at uh unstable genius melissa at, or no that's the name at s c g r mom how would you fix daniel norris i i you kind of came up with a, a plan earlier i think that's what i would implement 
Yeah, I you know, it was a little tongue-in-cheek. We've talked about that. I mean, there's two divergent ways. You just run him out there in all different situations until he gets over handling. He can just handle anything. Or you give him a fixed spot and you say, hey, this is it. But I don't know. There's no fixing him. I mean, he's he is what he is. You, he just needs to pitch more. I think the biggest thing for him right now is – the, the you know it's you know how do you eat an elephant one one bite at a time the first thing for him right now is he has to get healthy then he needs to get his mechanics fine-tuned he needs to you know getting healthy should bring back a lot of the velocity and a lot of the snap to some of his pitches and at that point everything needs to be repeatable you need to be you know delivery needs to be the same every single time which is something that i don't know if he'll ever get to the point of but he, he needs to get closer to that I think we can safely back off the excitement train a little bit. I mean, he he's not the kind of elite prospect that maybe we're hoping for. We hope he develops and blossoms into something spectacular, but he may just need some time, and we need to maybe adjust expectations on Daniel Lawrence. Yeah, it's far more likely that he is a serviceable starting pitcher than that he's ever an ace. Correct. Which, to be fair, if, you're, fine. if you're looking at prospects – Outside of the, you know, one, two, three in all of baseball, there is a much better chance that they are a serviceable big leaguer than that they're a superstar. Like that's there right. are few superstars in baseball. Um, that's mm-hmm. just the, the way things work. Um, OK, uh, Jeremy Troya, the the better of the Troya brothers, says, do you guys believe, as I do, that the Tigers need an organization wide in air quotes, way of playing like shutter, the cards do like focus on working counts, taking the extra base, playing sound defense, etc. I think with all of this new blood in the organization, it's absolutely essential. There was some talk about this. I feel like two years ago, kind of when Avila took the reins, like the first Avila's first year. Oh yeah. We're going to implement, you know, the tiger's way. Um, I don't think we've heard anything about that since, have we? See, here's the thing. All of these things aren't a the Cardinals way or the Tigers way. These are just playing baseball smart. Baseball like, they're just ways. normal baseball things. I don't necessarily think you need a brand of baseball. You don't have to brand yourself like the, you know, Punto, Punto and the Piranhas and, you know, stuff like that. Just play the baseball intelligently, fundamentally, um, progressively right. like that that is what i want to see from from the team and i think that that is something that you can in, implement all the way down but it just feels like something you shouldn't have to ask them to do it's, it's just something that they should have learned and implemented at some point in their baseball development right. this, there's probably not a lot difference than a good sec college coach is going to be teaching these guys a right i mean these guys coach. are yeah right right now if you implemented something like the 333 like we talked about where you have three pitchers going three inning i mean then you would need an organizational wide system to say okay our pitchers are going to focus on three innings that kind of thing but otherwise it's like uh good baseball things to right yeah it's not like soccer where you know you can set up the team in different ways so that you know and play in different styles like baseball it's like especially defensively like it's all just baseball like there's there's not a whole lot you can do to you know i guess you right could, i mean if you shift a lot you could coach your guys coach your third baseman like all our third basemen are going to be able to play short right field yeah i mean okay. that, that seems know. fair 
But I mean, on the whole, I mean, but there's can, not that many things like that. Though, no, really. p- pitching philosophy would be the biggest thing. Um, and even still, you can't mold, you know, breaking ball guys into be fastball changeup guys. Like you need to, you need some sort of variation there. Okay, uh, two more. Uh, at Nicholas Haller asks us, who would, <laughs> who would help us compete the most right now in the farm system? You know, I thought about this a little bit. Like, we're going to need to call up some arms. Um, there is a gap in our system between kind of some of our quality big leaguers that we have right now, um, you know, guys like Jimenez, and the guys who are, I'll say, um, Burroughs, Manning, Fido, um, who am I leaving out? Um, Franklin Perez. Perez. Um, right, Funkhauser. Those guys are solid and, and good and have a lot of potential, but they're in single A, right? What double or triple A arms are you excited to call up? I think I think you can't say Blaine. I think Blaine's thirty one. I think Bo is at as is at Erie. But other than that, you're right. Um Bo Burrows. Oh, Bo Burrows, yeah, yeah, yeah. There isn't much down there. I mean, if we're being honest, Carpenter is probably the no, Carp not Carp- Carpenter's bad. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously. That's <laughs> that's why we're having this discussion. Um right. I mean he's probably the the top potential guy i mean i also loved johnny barbato when we saw what he did like there there just isn't a whole lot down in toledo that that can help us right now um we've gone this whole show without saying uh verhagen's name but he passed through waivers he, he'll he be back up at some point yeah yeah well he's off the for- i mean they'll have to make a move again 40, man i mean that's yeah. that's uh but who else i mean uh was the kid castro i mean him maybe I mean, Gar- Garcia uh, would have been the obvious choice if he had Brian Garcia. Yeah, but I mean, he had yeah. he had, yeah, TJ, Tommy so John. he's out for the year. I mean, Stewart and Gerbs. I mean, they're they're going to be up at some point this year again, and for the first time. Yeah. Um, Lugo, the aforementioned Lugo. Yeah, he'll he'll probably get run. I would assume he's only an injury away, but from yeah. one of one of the middle infielders. Yeah, um, we're easing towards having. A, a stockpile of talent is too much. Some options at Toledo or, you know, the upper levels of the minors, but we are not quite there yet. All right. Yeah. La- last one is from uh, Banana Nut Brad. I'm assuming his name is Brad. Uh, other than Miguel Cabrera, which players on Thanks. the. Yeah, I'm, I'm think, real clever. Sherlock. <laughs> um, other than Miguel Cabrera, which players on the active roster in brackets if any will be on the t- uh will be with the team for opening day in 2020 or 2021 mm. uh, i like i said i don't think fulmer is going to get traded so i'm going to say fulmer i'll go fulmer and boyd boyd um i could see a guy like joe jimenez being around hopefully yeah i could see well, it depends if they extend Nick. And I think there's a decent chance they extend Nick. Yeah, I actually left Nick off of the the list this week because I, I want to have a larger Nick conversation at some point. Sure. Um, because I feel like we're finally to the point where we see, like, this is what he is. He's probably going to develop maybe a little bit more. But he's, at this point, mostly of a, a complete package. Like, he's he's right. his, he's finalized. Um the question with Nick 
the question with Nick has more to do with what the market, the free agent market is like. If we have another free agent market like we had last year, you could see Nick get get wanting to get locked up. Yeah. But if the if the free agent market rebounds and some guys are getting more stupid money again, probably Nick won't be around. Well, uh, and you have Machado and and Bryce Harper coming into the class this year, right. which could skew things. But I mean, the, there was so much uh, uniformity with baseball owners this winter as far as not giving out the crazy contracts. You have to assume they're not going to abandon that after one year. Obviously, they're going to throw all the money they have out the window for those two guys. But beyond that, I could I could see you know a lot of the same. Um, but I mean, other guys, McCann and maybe uh, Dixon, and, probably and, Jamer. Oh yeah, Candelario. Yeah, I think he'd be around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not a ton of guys. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be exciting. There's there are things to look forward to, yeah. and and there are, there's not too awfully many players on the twenty five man that can't play themselves into being a part of the future plans if they, you know, really make it happen. Am I sure? Yeah. How about Victor Reyes? <laughs> I guarantee you he is not part of the, the 25 man on opening day. Yeah. He, uh, did you see the base running error today? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, you know, I, I saw the replay and I think it's on Victor. I mean, a part of me wants me to wants, I'm prejudiced against him because I, I do like Dave Clark, but I, I, I do lean to like, he stopped paying attention to Dave Clark and had kind of made up his mind. And then he must have heard him or something is like, get back. And then it was too late. Yeah. This is a double clutch and then you're toast. Yeah. Not, not a good baseball player. I mean, much more evidence than just that. Um, but man, he, he looks good in batting practice. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Comeric Eric. And the show is at Podcastianos. On Instagram, I am at Jordino for Facebook.com backslash Podcastianos. And we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to this show on. And to be we fair... Need- if you leave us a review on the aforementioned whatever platform you're listening to the show on, we're probably not going to know, but you'll have that satisfaction in your heart. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of looking for a subscribe for the old time's sake here one of these times. I'll mix it in one out of every five subscribes. Okay. I appreciate that. Are we in a position to announce guests? We're planning, we're working on guests coming up. Are there, so if you're sick of us, I don't know why you would be. But. Are there guests plural? I've been made aware of, of one guest. Is there, is there multiple? Oh, Maybe. There's always the chance. <laughs> good times. Right. Good times. Um, Eric, Don't anything else to say to the people before we get out of here for the week? Don't litter. That's it. That's that's certainly fair. Um, and with that, uh, with that, we will catch you guys next week. And eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.